from PRX. The ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster who, if I, you know, if I did wear armor, it would be pillowy armor, pillowy soft armor, you know, armor against, you know, non-sleepy stuff. You say, well, what good would that do? I'd get, well, against, uh, it's for comfort. Uh, What do you mean? You know, I got one, I got multiple, you know, pillow armor, you know, one for my head, one for curling up under my arm, one for my knees, one for pushing over to the side of the bed and pulling it back over later, one to put over my head. It's a, it's very, uh, it's like, you know, like the, it's like a utility, it's like a utility belt, but it's a suit of our pillows, uh, pillow suits. What am I talking about? I don't know, but it's time for sleep with me. Clearly the podcast will put you to sleep. And this section of the show is only important for regular listeners, uh, all night listeners, particularly, uh, cause these are the ways we're able to keep the show free for everybody. All right, but this is Scoots here. This is where I like, uh, ask you to, Hey, th- if, you, if you think about for signing up for sleep with me plus at sleep with me podcast.com slash plus, which just a few questions. If you're new to the show, just ignore this message. Or if you only listen to sleep with me occasionally, or it can be easily replaced by another show, don't, not important. Do you listen to sleep with me regularly? Yes. But yeah, does it improve your life uh, in any way at all? And would you miss sleep with me if we stopped making it? Like, how much would you be willing to give on an annual basis or a monthly basis to say, hey, go ahead and start that podcast back up? So this is a way of not doing that. I'm asking if you if the answer to those questions are, are yes. Yeah, you're a regular listener. Yes, sleep with me improves your life. Yes, I could and would pay for the show. If it was missing from my life, I'd pay to get it back. Or if you lost it, like you'd say, aware, aware has my Sleep With Me podcast gone. Could you help me find it? And this is a reward, a reward, reward whatever, 120 bucks. Uh, I need to my year of Sleep With Me back. Uh, or you would find a way to support the show if you said, well, now I got to put up a poster. If you, if, if the answers are yes, like I do need, like uh, we're in kind of in that place right now and the whole podcasting industry is in that place more or less, uh, where it's like, hey, I really need you to think about supporting the show right now if the answer is yes to those questions. So we don't have to go through, oh, where, oh, where has my Sleep With Me podcast gone? Because I don't want that. I love making the show. It does take a team of people to make the show. So think about it. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you get a lot out of the show and you'd miss it and you'd say, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where has my Sleep With Me podcast gone? Sign up for sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. And I'll, I'll thank you. Believe me, I'll send you a video and say thanks. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone, the one part of the show I can't pronounce always, but uh, that I need you to hear because it's what helps us keep the podcast free for everybody or the listeners that go out of their way to support the sponsors. And really, I have a huge amount of gratitude. Uh, tonight, it's to Eric uh, for supporting Sleep Phones. And then Liz, Robert, and Alan, all for supporting and sharing about their experiences with their chili sleep systems. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like, I couldn't bring you the show for free without those listeners. So thank you so much, Eric, Liz, Robert, and Alan. Uh, I really appreciate the support. If you want to get on the Sleepy Supporter Zone and help to keep the show free for everybody, support a sponsor. 
then tag them on Instagram or Twitter. Let me know about it or send them an email, but let them know how much you appreciate their support of Sleep With Me, how much it means to you. And that is the spirit of the Sleepy Supporter Zone, which is now over. Oh, Mystery Bard. Mystery Bard, I heard I heard, I heard it through the—I didn't hear it through the grapevine. I heard it through the podvine. You got a new podcast out, and a lot of people help out on the show. Who are they? Chris Posty Posterson. Sounds like an earful. Wrote the theme song. Edits episodes. Carl W. The Legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer. I am the mystery bar. I do the lullaby zone. I'm making a podcast. Writing songs. It's called As It Happens. Song the day. And you can find it. Just search for it. You see the kindness shine straight on through. When the listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer. These are your narrators. Get support, dear scooter on Patreon. And support the sponsors You can find anything you want At sleepwithmepodcast.com And we're so proud That we could dance To be part of Nine Vale Presents Oh, now on with the show uh, Thanks, Mystery Bard I'm at Dearest Scooter on Twitter and Instagram That's where you can find me And remember this holiday season Share some podcasts with the people you encounter Show them how to look them up on their phone. Show them what their podcast app looks like, how to use it. Because uh, with podcasts, you know, it's nice to show somebody and it's nice to be shown. And and, and then when you find podcasts just like you did, uh, probably, yeah, you fall in love with them. Uh, so uh, share some podcasts this holiday season and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about, uh, physical sensations, uh, any f- f- you know, anything physically... Uh, feelings, any emotions or, or stuff like that coming up. Uh, thoughts, feelings, physical sensation, changes in uh, routine, time, temperature, life stuff, you know what I'm saying? Or work stuff, or stuffity, stuffity stuff. Uh, you know, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound so bad. Uh, it makes it more bad. Pa- well, it still doesn't make you say, oh boy. How was your day? Maybe they could be a new shorthand for sleep if you say stuffity, stuffity, stuff. It's three stuffs, like with two stuffities, I think. Uh, stuffity, stuffity, stuff. You got to say it like that. Go ahead and say it in bed. It's like a self-care, self-empathy. Uh, not self-empathy. Yeah, self-empathy, not self-empathy, which is not a word. A little bit of self-compassion. Just say that to yourself uh, and let the air out. And kind of imagine you're giving yourself a hug or give yourself an actual hug. Stuffity, stuffity, stuff. We've gone off the rails earlier than ever, but but, but that's a joke for long-time listeners. But, but, you know, pretty close to it. So whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. 
And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set aside, like I said, whatever it is, all that stuffity, all that stuffity and stuff. We have stuff sacks here in this safe place and cubbies. I like to mention the cubbies we had put in years ago, uh, right after I wrote that famous poem, An Ode to Cubbies. Uh, Oh, no, I wrote it after. You're right. Oh, no, that was a song. When I would sing to the, I said, it's like plants. Cubbies need to be sung to, too. And even the installer from Cubbies Unlimited, by the way. Tonight's podcast sponsored by Cubbies. Cubbies Unlimited. Uh, oh, whoops. It's Unlimited. Sorry, they pulled their sponsorship. Turns out it was Cub- Cubbies Unlimited uh, for your unlimited cubby needs. Does that mean, but, but they actually, they didn't go well when I first started working with them. So, cause I said, does that mean each cubby can fit in an unlimited amount of things? And they said, no, it's the name of the company. It's catchy. And I said, yeah, but now I'm just thinking about an unlimited cubby and, and like, cause then it makes me think of an everlasting gobstopper. And do you, do, have you, did you put any cubbies in the Waka factory? Have you ever worked with any of the Wonkas before? Or Charlie? Did Charlie change his name to Wonka? I didn't read those books. Charlie Wonka. I mean, that's somebody I'd write a check to, maybe. Was there ever like a fourth book where Charlie ran for office? Uh, You know, town magistrate? I don't know what Charlie would run for. The king of chocolate. You wouldn't have to run for that, but... uh, Charlie Wonka, this message is brought to you by Charlie Wonka. I can hear it. Sorry, where was I? Oh, what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place uh, where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. And and, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, chocolate for all. That would be Charlie's thing, I think. just in case, because I was just trying to say to my brain butts, that's not very sleepy. But I say, well, no, it's chocolate for all, not a bedtime. Charlie's not a, like, Charlie didn't turn into a uh, antagonist or anything. Don't worry. Still protagonist. I realized that Charlie Wonka could have a, what would the, like, isn't it a, a, a policy, like, he, Charlie Wonka would have the most policy wonks. Uh, they said, well, yeah. My, uh, okay, so. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. Lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, chocolate for everyone. That just came in from the campaign. They said, not chocolate for all, chocolate for everyone. And they said, that sounds more like a, like a, a slogan for, for, for your company. Okay, get back to the intro. So send my voice. Oh, here, I know if you're new, this could, you could already be a bit, uh, uh, I don't think you'd be bemused right now. You could be confused, which is natural. This podcast is a little bit different. So let me give you the basics. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep and to take your mind off of stuff. Uh, structurally, the show, it starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody. Then there's an intro, which we're about five minutes into. The intros usually go 12 to 20 minutes of me. Try what you what you just saw happen. I said, "Well, let me talk about the um, podcast and let me introduce the new listeners." Then I got distracted by one thing. I'm not even sure what that was anymore. Next thing you know, I don't even know how I got involved with Charlie Wonka. But it, oh wait, it wasn't I saying 
oh, whoops, I forgot. Like, I forgot what our saying was, our self-healing saying. Uh, stuffity, stuffity, stoof. Uh, stuffity, stuffity, stuff. I think that was it, huh? Sorry. Okay, sorry about that. I was also trying to introduce the podcast, believe it or not. But if you're new, some new listeners could say, what are you doing? Like, when are you going to get to the point? What is this? Like, what do you keep talking to us and asking us about, uh, you know, and talking about that? And I'd say, yeah, no, it's a natural reaction. It's okay. I know the podcast can put people in a bit of a prickly mood when, when, you're, when you're new. I mean, I guess, you, of course, when you're new, because if it would constantly put you in a prickly mood, unless you're a porcupine, which I'd be honored to have the porcupine community listening to this show. Uh, also, if I could get your vote for Charlie Wonka, I, I seem to have started working for that imaginary campaign. Um, I don't know. Who has the rights to write those, like, like fan fiction sequels? I, I, I don't know if I could, but... Uh, I shouldn't, for sure. You're right. Whatever reasonable part of me just said, you shouldn't. And I said, well, you're right about that. Just because you could doesn't mean you should. You're right. A little moral of the story. So the intro, like I said, if you're new, you might be like, "What are you still, I don't know what this dude is going on about. And I say, yeah, I'm here to take your mind off stuff. Now, the intro is a little bit rambly. Because the whole idea is, is it eases you into bedtime, whether you're getting ready for bed so you're not in bed yet and you're listening. I don't know. Maybe you got your phone speaker, your smart speaker, your headphones, however you're listening and you're getting ready for bed or you're in bed easing into bedtime. Ideally, the podcast becomes part of your wind down routine. You could skip the intros, but once you get used to the show, you'll kind of see what works for you. So there's the intro. It's 18, 12 to 18 to 20 minutes. This is, there could be 13, 14, 15, 16, or 19 as well. And uh, I'm sorry, my brain, there's just this, I have one track mind, and right now it's going down that one track. So I got to go stuffity, stuffity stuff to try to get the, can't get Wanka off my mind. That was the song I proposed, you know. That was the song I proposed to, to the campaign, and they said we don't remember. We don't even remember starting a campaign. I'm still trying to get Grandma and Grandpa their own beds. Uh, okay, so oh, oh, so there's the intro. Then there's some business. And then tonight we'll be talking about uh, Mandalorian, and you might say, Scoots, isn't that that action packed? Uh, you know, Western adventure, fantasy, TV, television, well, the streaming program. How could I possibly sleep through that? Doesn't it also have uh, extreme amounts of cuteness and shiny stuff? And I'd say, well, not in my version, not in my recap. My recap will be observant. I say, well, huh, this was interesting. And I noticed they sat down, uh, cross, you know, they crossed their legs. So that was very nice. And I had some, you say, well, that reminds me of this character. So that's what my, it'll be an appreciative observation. Maybe I'll look some stuff up depending on our time. So a snoozy recap, like that you could sleep to or relax to. Because the whole idea of the show is, you're under no pressure to listen, so I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. 
So you don't have to listen to me. You could turn me down or you could just kind of partially listen or you could let me float in and out of focus. Uh, but if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end to, to keep you company because that's my job. I'm here to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, I don't know. That's what's important to me. So that's uh, that's what's important to me, I guess. That's uh, that's that's that. Uh, I'm going to be so. Oh, no pressure to listen. No pressure to fall asleep either. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to be here to the very end. So if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company. And just drift off when you want. Uh, that's why the episodes are about an hour. Uh, let's see. Any other things you should know? I mean, the reason I make the show is because I've been there. And, you know, I just want to keep you company as you drift off. So, I mean, that's it. That's the structure of the show. Oh, if you're new or skeptical still, I mean, give it a few tries. That was, that's what, like, not, I'm not exaggerating. I maybe have heard from like a million people that it's, it took two or three tries uh, for them to get used to the podcast before they became a regular listener. And like uh, hundreds of thousands of those people would just listen to the podcast like situationally for a little while. I mean, I just heard from a listener that doesn't even listen anymore. She came back as a patron, uh, uh, Anna Banana, like a listener like four or five years ago. And now uh, is, is mom and uh, says, well, I don't need the podcast anymore, but I just wanted to check in and support you for a little bit. Uh, so it does take two or three tries. I don't know what that has to do, do with two, taking two or three tries, but, uh, just that a lot of people say that. So see how it goes. It's a podcast. that's kind of meant to be consumed passively. Uh, you, you could be grouchy. I mean, I'm told, I, I totally am aware of the fact that this podcast does make you grouchy. I mean, if I was there, I guess it would depend. I'd, I'd try to make some, I'd try to make a light of it and say, of course you're grouchy. Would it been like, like, check me out. Uh, I'm full of stuffity, stuffity stuff. Uh, and I say that I did work on the Charlie Walker campaign. I think it would be good. So I don't think it would be. I mean, I guess if it was, a, I guess I'm just starting to write this Charlie Wonka. I can't, now don't ask me to do this because I can't really, I can only speculate, I, speculative fan fiction speculation. I can't actually write any fan fiction. Uh, but I think the best journey would be that uh, Charlie would, like, it, it could be like a love story. Uh, like really where, you know, Charlie Wonka, uh, has there been any of those? I don't know how many Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sequels there are, book-wise. Right now, my book, my book, my book queue is full. I'm actually behind in. Uh, I was going to read some st- Star Wars novels, but I'm uh, picked up this new trilogy that I can't let go of. Uh, so, uh, anyway, so I guess that's it. I'm glad you're here. This, what I just want you to know is, like, I really want to help it, but this podcast doesn't work for everybody. If it definitely doesn't work for you, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you to check out some other options. But I'm glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody. I want to thank Claire and tonight's sponsor for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep. Because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. 
Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm, I'm like the, the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief uh, Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a, a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged? Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, Air Doctor. There's an Air Doctor uh, humming in the other room right now. You can't hear it, but I know it's there. And I know it's going to be smoky season here in the Bay Area, not to mention they live by a freeway and a cement plant. And so I love the peace of mind and the easy use that the Air Doctor brings because it just works. It's one of those things, it just works. And you may hear me say this, and I mean it. I love my air doctor because Americans spend 90% of our time indoors. We take about 20,000 breaths a day. And according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. And just in my house, that's about 60,000 breaths a day between my daughter, my dog, Koa, and I. And I'm so happy. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so my lungs don't have to. Neither do your lungs. And the things I love about Air Doctor, one, it has a night mode where you could turn off all the lights. It has auto mode or you could set the fan speed for what works for you. And I like to have my hair cleaned everywhere, in my room, in my daughter's room, and upstairs in our living room. I really, I really believe you'll love it as much as I do. And they have a bunch of amazing options too now. Uh, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SLEEP and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast customers, you will receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use that promo code SLEEP. Thanks, everybody. All right. Hey, everybody. It's time to talk about uh, Season 1, Episode 2, Chapter 2, actually, of The Mandalorian. And I don't know if Chapter 1 had a name. Chapter 2 does have a name. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. It uh, starts with a recap. Oh, by the way, if you don't watch Mandalorian, don't worry about it. You won't. You'll sleep through this one. But it starts with a recap. I will help you. A couple notes I looked up. Uh, Muppet Babies, E.T. Finger, 
then there's the Lucasfilm, the Star, the new Star Wars kind of Marvel-esque opening, some drums. Oh, I didn't look this up because I looked up platypuses too many times or platypi. But I put a platypus something, we see, kind of sniffing. Well, I guess if it's a platypus, it wouldn't be sniffing around. Well, I don't know. Do platypus, can platypuses smell? I don't know. I mean, I know. We, can you smell a platypus? Uh, that would be another children's book one day. I mean, I know it doesn't look really like a platypus, but I got to do it. You know, platypus is one of those things you could talk about. On, uh, that's a creature you could talk about on a sleep podcast. Uh, we see some boots made for walking, and that's just what they do. A canyon, uh, kind of like a little bit like uh, reminding me of the part of Bryce Canyon I've never been in. I don't know. Is this the first time we see the floating pram? I don't know if it is. Uh, that would be a good magician. Or it was that over in Encyclopedia Brown, the case of the floating pram. This one floats on air, though. Uh, then the platypi are watching the float. They say, we've never even, we're platypuses. We've never seen a pram before, but we've definitely never seen a floating pram. Uh, and the Muppet Baby, uh, which has multiple nicknames from me, watches uh, the platypi. Uh, it's, Mando- it's the Mandalorian, who occasionally I would call Mando, stops. Uh, there's a cool shadow in the background, but the Mandalorian is ready. And then we get some Mando moves. They said, holy Mando moves, exclamation point. And we get, uh, uh, let's see, Mando moves. We're okay. Baby's okay, though. A lot more fobs looking for this baby. Uh, so much, this was, there's so many Mando moves that the man, Mandalorian had to breathe, uh, zoom. And then the episode opens, chapter two, the child. And uh, right beacon repairs lantern. Okay, this is night. That actually says, uh, and it's not a beacon; it's a lantern. And the Mandalorian's doing some repairs. Uh, Yodapu, that's the first one. Watches uh, the Mandalorian doing some repairs, and then Yodapu gets out, tries to do, tries to help. Uh, Mandalorian's doing some breathing, a lot of breathing. Uh, Yodapu reaches out. He says, get back in your crib, kid. He goes back to work, and then he's trying to fix his breastplate, which also needed to be rewired. Is this the right sequence? I I guess, like, uh, oh, because when is this from? Oh, because this is from, like, the end of the last episode. That's right. Watching too much Mandalorian, that's why. Uh, Oh, now it's Kid Yoda who's back. we, we, he says, no, 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 I don't need your help. Back in the crib, we see Kid Yoda's baby teeth. Uh, then there's some big music. And you see, what is this big music for? Oh, it's sun, sunrise. Uh, and then the man, just a mando and a baby walking. Then noise music. I don't know what that means, but that'll come in important later in a different way. So I don't know if it was the same noise music. Uh, then we see Jawas, uh, that's J-A-W-A-S, I believe, scavengers. Uh, they have the big tank building because they, they're, they're, they're scavenging. Uh, they strip down the Mandalorian's ship. 
And they take they they took some of the parts, I guess, who were already on board the big tank. A crawling Fortress, I think is what he calls it later. It has four tracks. They take off with what they had. Uh, they, they leave a few behind, a few Jawas behind. And Mando jumps on board. Uh, cradle, the cradle in pursuit. Uh, that was my, like probably my favorite part of this part of the episode. You say, got it. Cradle in pursuit. You say, I'm sorry. Did you say, are you in pursuit of a cradle? Like you're going to get one? No, no, no. I'm watching a cradle pursuing a Mandalorian climbing on a, uh, whatever it's called, movable fortress. And you say, okay, I don't know. Uh, We see the Jawas internal communication, like their little phone. Uh, We hear a ha, ha, ha. There's some rock dodging. Uh, But don't worry. Uh, Don't come a knocking because this cradle's still coming. It's still moving. This cradle, the cradle, this cradle has top speeds. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be that fast. Uh, rock clock with garbage. Uh, oh, rock climbing. The Mandalorian's doing some rock climbing, kind of like a climbing gym moves. Uh, and the Jawas are throwing garbage at him. Uh, I didn't write the time down, but it's when the Mandalorian's climbing. There's like a 10 out of 10 level uh, sound effect. Uh, I mean, really, this is uh, thoughtful. I mean, uh, it's a piece of metal like flapping down and actually has a piece of metal flapping down sound effect. And these are the little things that really, uh, I mean, there's other things that are impressive, but that's really impressive to me. Uh, then there's some helmet. Oh, uh, there are a couple. Uh, it's a good thing if you're a Mandalorian. There's a reason why you should always wear your helmet, especially when like uh, iceberg lettuce is falling and bouncing off it from the Jawas. They said, "Here, take this cabbage. We're not making any stew later because we want to get you out of here." Even gets prodded. Uh, excuse me, Mandalorian. I'm going to prod you about something. Then he's climbing on this crane, which seems to be easier to break than it should have been. But maybe the Jawas scavenged it from somewhere. And then the Mando gets on board of the uh, top of the ship, like the, the which would I call the VIP deck if it had one. And I don't know anything about Jawas. I mean, other than, you know, what I've seen in two or three movies, but... Uh, if there was a VIP deck for Jawas, that's where he is, but only for a few seconds. Then he says, they say, you don't have the wristband for this level. And he goes and takes a nap. Uh, oh, this one I said, Yoda, who so cute, uh, 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 is watching him nap. He wakes up, uh, him and, uh, uh, the movable pram with Yoda, oh, so cute, uh, uh, go back to a ship, not good. There's wires, which is not good. Lots of missing stuff. I mean, Yoda, Yoda, oh, so cute. His ears move so many times. Uh, I don't know if Yoda has his baby. He has, a, like, a baby fur on a bit uh, on his head that I just noticed. Uh, working stalls. Uh, oh, the ship won't start. Uh, fumble jumps, uh, 10-10. Okay, this is 10-10. This is worth watching. If you're a Mandalorian fan, 
we're a fan of having a safe place that is paradoxical a little bit. Uh, at 10, 10, 10 minutes and 10 seconds, Mandalorian kind of fumble jumps down the ladder. And then he goes into that, what is it called? The oxygen, like the cryo thing. And he just lays there. I mean, he doesn't turn it on. It kind of clears his mind and take a big breath. It, it was like, again, another amazing moment. He kind of just sits down. He says, he's, he has this WTF moment. Uh, and then baby, oh, so cute, waddles up to him and gives him a cute look. Uh, and he says, okay, I got to keep going. It, it also, like, I guess I talked about this early, even though some of this hasn't happened yet, but we do get a lot of human sides in Mandalorian, particularly in this episode, right? He's, he's a little bit... Uh, Persnickety? I don't know. Like, what is, is that a real word? Uh, he can be a grouch like me. Sometimes he needs a little mando time to think things out. Uh, so then they get off the ship. They go for a walk. There's walking music. There's journey wipes, which I don't know if we've seen journey wipes yet. And I had forgotten about them. I don't even know if they were only in the first Star Wars or what. They're like those old video effects. Uh, and I don't even know if that's what they're called, but I also could, they could be a brand. We could call, sell them as Mandalorian journey wipes. Uh, they could just be whatever those things are. You know, that you like a hot towel, wet one, wet nap, whatever they're called, but we'd call them journey wipes. But it's also a video effect. Now it's sunset, which I thought was a nice touch since it started out in the day. And they go back to Windmill Outpost with, uh, at the Ron Perlman estate, uh, even though it's not Ron Perlman's voice. Uh, and uh, Baby Yoda, ooh, so cute, says the frogs are tasty. And I really like some of this style. Like, this was the fuss. Uh, I, Mandalorian says, I think it is a child. Uh, he says, my ship's destroyed. He goes, nope, stripped and not destroyed. Makes no difference to me. Which is, so the Mandalorian, I put, oh, whoa. Because Mandalorian does get it down in the dumps every once in a while. He does need characters or uh, NPCs or whatever to, to, uh, to, he can't do it all alone. He does need help. And uh, sometimes it's just someone believing. I don't know. I like that. He's, oh, man, I'm toast. Uh, he goes, you can trade with them. Uh, I've spoken. And he says, hey, spit that out. Uh, what I put H H H uh, or four before backwards four four, probably a sound effect or something, or maybe that's the sound the baby made. I've never seen that symbol. I can't even imagine what it is. It looks like I wrote four backwards fours, except there's only three. Then it's raining and they're on a sled. It's slow. And they, this, oh, crawling fortress, that's what the Jawas thing's called. Believe it or not, I've already fallen behind the episode. There's a Jawas sorting party. He says, uh, they don't really like you. He goes, well, then the Jawas, doors open. They say, you're not getting your parts back. Uh, uh, he says, uh, he gets grouchy. I think they said he he tootaloo. It might be one of the something in Javanese. I didn't hear Hakuna Matata in this episode, but that doesn't mean someone didn't say it. Uh, peaceful. 
Oh, Yodi, that's what I put, Yodi, this time. I uh, watch is, uh, I like how they kind of all sit down in a, like, uh, I don't know, the Mandalorian, at first he sits cross-legged, but now he's, like, leaned back with one knee up and his arm on his knee, which is, like, a classic parlay position. I guess we'll call it for that from now on. You say, what are you, like, uh, getting some of the Bordeaux photography done or whatever? No, no, I'm in parlay position. I mean, I guess you do, like, I don't think parlay position is so great. I mean, it's great for looking good. You might say, Scoots, what is parlay position, even though we're in the middle of this episode? I say, okay, sit down on your bottom, on the ground, okay, not on a chair. Now put both your legs in front of you, like uh, extended, like you were going to do some toe-touching or something. Now, now bring one knee up to your chest area. Uh... I think you're supposed to kick back, though, in some other way. Maybe then roll over onto your hip with your extended leg. And then you kind of put your arm on your knee that's up towards your chest. Um, I don't know. I kept talking so long. The video moved without me. But uh, that's parlay position. Uh, Or, you know, lounging. I mean, it could also be when someone's feeding you grapes or something. These are my parts, he says. All the Jawa laugh at him because he's in my. They say you talk Jawa like a Wookie. They first they want the best scar steel. He goes no. Then he tells him to stay away from babies. Then they say egg. Ron Perlman kind of says not the egg. And they say suga suga, uh, which must be the egg. Then there's driving music, uh, which is very good. And it's also, this is another small scene. Mandalorian is in the cabin of the rolling fortress or whatever, crawling fortress. He's kind of packed in there with the Jawas. He bumps his head. One of them looks at him and he says, Suga. In a very minion-esque, but in a good way, like in a way that wasn't, uh, I don't know. You see, well, I guess the Jawas were around before minions and they're not really minions. They're doing their own thing. So they more bear similarity to each other. Uh, and then he heads out with the baby, which makes sense because I'm not going to leave this baby with any anybody. Uh, yeah. So the him and the baby and the the portable the what did I call it? the floating pram? Did I call it that? That might have been a Scooby Doo episode, the case of the floating pram. But again, I think that would be a good magic trick with no, you know, no children involved. Even a 50-year-old baby, oh, so cute. So they go into a small valley, or I don't know what a gully is, but this could be a gully. Uh, Then we see a little cavey-poo, spelunking time, he says. uh, And he says, my lad, stay behind and wait for me. You know, I wouldn't leave you with Jawas, but I will leave you out here in this canyon alone. Just for a moment. Uh, he checks his gear. The baby watches. He kind of creeps into the Spelunky. He puts on a headlamp. I don't know if that was a clip-on or um, if it was something that pops out of his helmet. Uh, but he does have a, a headlamp. We see kind of furry mud. Very muddy because, of course, it rained earlier. Then we see an eye. Uh, then we see the babe, baby, oh, so cute, oh, so cute, uh, watching. And then um, the Mandalorian gets bounced out of the spelunky poo. 
Now, this is another place, again, I guess I really have a lot of positive things to say about this episode. I mean, I'm not even talking about the, I, I really enjoyed the episode the story and stuff, but this is another one really worth your time, uh, 1753 or so. And I think I actually had a dream about this last night. That's how much meaning it has to me. But again, I make audio. So it's 1753. Uh, the Mandalorian comes out and then there's like, a, you think there's a, like a, a, a pause of, of a beat or two. Uh, but start watching it when baby yo yo so cute is watching and then the Mandalorian gets booted. Because there's this music that starts up that has like this industrial kind of feel to it uh, that really works uh, for the scene. Ian is just cool as, it, I, I gotta say it, AF. Uh, I mean, it is forking great. Uh, it just has like, I remember, I don't know, I don't know if industrial music's still a thing. Uh, maybe it reminds me of like ministry. I don't know if that's what comes to my mind, but. It's not probably that intense just because it, but it underlies, I don't know, it's just really, really works. Uh, I mean, I, I rewatch it, but I mean, believe me, I've seen these episodes quite a few times. And it goes in, it, it, it's only, it's not in the whole sequence because there's so much action. Because what happens next is, uh, uh, this is like this mud pie dance thing that, that uh, the Mandalorian does, uh, with, uh, with uh, Mama Suga, uh, which maybe this is where the idea for that product, Suguru, came from, which you kind of use to fix stuff or clip stuff, or at least I do. But so they do this mud pie dancing where you make mud pies and you do interpretive dance with it. uh, And the Mandalorian, not good at it. So it doesn't go well for the Mandalorian. And every time you don't... uh, do a dance that's cons- the other person considers graceful. You have to put a mud pie on your head and let it trickle, you know. So very soon he's covered in mud. And it also involves dancing and mud pie making in the mud. So he gets very tired. He still gets up every time to keep trying. And then in the end, uh, baby, oh so Yoda, not oh so Raven, but oh so Yoda helps him with the mud dance. Music starts up again, I think. Uh, oh, no, then there's like this Metallica. Again, I don't know I don't know a lot about music or sound design, but holy, I know when I like it. Uh, and not in a way, in a, in a way that's, if it's, uh, that I only notice it on the second or third or fourth time I watch the episode, not the first time. Uh, but so, what's going oh, also his breastplate got ruined. But so then, uh, he wins the, the Suga, uh, but even Baby Yoda's tired. So everybody takes a rest and naps. Uh, Baby Yoda, Baby oh, so Yoda sleeps. Uh, Mando gets up. He goes back into the cave. Oh, then he gets the Suguru, which is a furry Cadbury egg. Uh, oh, I forgot. It looked like it was uh, something related to Snuffleupagus for Big Bird's imaginary friend. He's like, Snuffleupagus is Big Bird's imaginary friend, I think. Uh, then the Jawas, uh, ready to go. Mando shows up just in time. They say Suga, which made me want to say banana. Then they eat the Cadbury egg. It was just a giant Cadbury egg, like the, one of those ones they sell 
where they say, yeah, you could get the world's, you know, it wouldn't be the world's largest one, but, you know, eight-pound Cadbury egg, you know, and it's some ridiculous price, like 129 bucks. Yeah, but that's what you win for the mud pie dance. Uh, they only like the yellow part of the Cadbury egg. Uh, Mando says, uh, surprise you waited, Ron. And he says, surprise you took so long. Then they do a trip back, baby sleeps, uh, big load of parts, uh, more good dialogue. Especially when you think about the story-wise. He says, explain it to me again. And the Mando gets down again. It reminds me, I mean... Uh, uh, so Mandalorian kind of reminds me of me, except for he's, you know, except for his, he's got a lot of skills and stuff, but his attitude at least, uh, he says, there's no way this is going to work. Uh, and, uh, he says, Ron promises, you know, if you care to help, it'll, there's much work to do. Also, I realize that it happens again with sunrise, uh, but there's a building sequence with music, uh, which is kind of a standard, uh, the, the kind of montage. The ship's end ends up looking really good. They do these last tests. This is another thing I really liked, a little piece of dialogue. Uh, the Mandalorian says, I can't thank you enough. Uh, and then the guy, guy says, well, you were my guest. Uh, and he goes, I could use you for a crew. The guy says, yo, I'm retired. Uh, no thanks. And the Mandalorian says, all I can offer is my thanks. Uh, I don't know, I really, really, uh, and I think, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but when you think about the difficulty of the the acting and the direction and the writing of having a character who may never take their helmet off, we just don't know, and wanting us to to identify with the character, these moments are really important, I think. and I mean, it won me over. I mean, I, I think I already, because I mean, the first episode, the first time of this series, you might say, wow, this is going to be tough uh, uh, to have an, like this deeper emotional connection to this main character. So I don't know. I think these are very creative choices. I just, uh, I'm impressed uh, in, in a way that I just enjoy. Uh, so anyway, and then he says, I have good luck with the child. Uh, I've spoken as Amanda watches him get off. And then the theme music builds. I put baby on board. He starts the ship up. They head off into space. Uh, he checks up the ba- He checks out the baby. Yeah. He kind of, sh- he says, wake up sweet little, sweet little yodi, 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 uh, and then the baby doesn't wake up and then he goes back to flying and the baby does, uh, and the baby wakes and then the ship goes off. Uh, and then, you know, I'd like to watch the whole credits cause I like the whole, the, the, the whole, whatever Mandalorian theme. I don't know what it's called. I should do. I'm trying to avoid any, any star Wars stuff. Uh, just to see how it goes with this, because uh, I think we, we, there's just so much here by itself. Uh, but I, I don't know. I like the. I guess you said, "Well, I'm watching the credits," but I still don't. No, you're right. Uh, there was nine paintings in this set of credits, and actually, it's going to come up right now. Now, Baby Yoda's waking up uh, and looking over. Mandalorian's looking out. Baby Yoda's looking at the Mandalorian, kind of grinning. And the ship heads off into space. And does it do a jump or does it just, you know, then there's a wipe. 
Okay, so the first painting is the Mandalorian in the floating pram walking in the canyon. Uh, then the second one is a Mandalorian getting, like they say, you don't have a VIP pass to the VIP deck. Uh, then there's one of him in the dust with uh, um, the Cadbury egg. Then there's him and uh, uh, his the, the, the other character, uh, like Campfire, talking about parts. Uh, then there's the um, Jawa freighter thing. Then there's a Mandalorian walking into the, um, the, the Spelunku, Spelunkuku. Uh, then there's uh, him meeting his, uh, dancer for the mud pie dance off. Uh, then there's them working on the ship at night, um, and some nice night shots. Then Mandalorian walking to a ship carrying baby. Oh, so yo, oh, so cutie, old, oh. And actually, wait a second, uh, just want to have one more thing. I guess I don't have the ability to s- zoom in here, but, uh, I wonder what's in the reflection of the baby Yoda's eyes there. I don't know. So that's the end of the episode. That's not uh, the end of our discussion, though. Uh, let's see. We got more to talk about. Believe me, B. Uh, so let's see what we got here. Mando two in my notes. Okay. So, uh, so this baby Yoda as it's being called. And I know I realize it's not baby Yoda. It's a creature with the same lineage as Yoda possibly. Uh, but it did remind me of the Muppet babies. I mean, baby Yoda is very cute. Very, very, I'm assuming it's a puppet. And uh, not to, to spoil it, but it did remind me of the TV show Muppet babies, which is a version on now. But there was also a version on when I was young, which I thought would have thought was in the 90s. Uh, if I had to guess, I would have said, yeah, like uh, Muppet Babies, 1991 to 1995. But it was 1984, uh, which was originally known as Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. It was an animated show on CBS from uh, 84 to 91. And the show portrays childhood versions of the Muppets living in a nursery under the care of a woman identified only as the nanny, uh, who appears in every episode, but his face is never uh, visible. Uh, The idea of presenting the Muppets as children was in a dream sequence in the Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, where uh, Miss Piggy had a man. I'm going to have to rewatch those on Disney Plus. it was produced by Jim Henson Productions and Marvel Productions, and though now Disney has rights to both. Though the episodes were 30 minutes, it was typically shown in 60 or 90 minute blocks. Uh, and there's a reboot on. But listen to this some of the voices uh, uh, Greg Berg, Barbara Billingsley, Kate Lee. Lori O'Brien, Russie Taylor, Frank Welker, Howie Mandel, Dave Coulier. Uh, let's see, overview, a large nursery. Uh, there's a lot of imagination. Uh, it had 13, it had the first two seasons were 13 episodes. The third was 16. Fourth was 18. Fifth was 13. I don't know if it was a Saturday morning or an after. I guess with 13 episodes, probably Saturday afternoon. I don't know. Sorry, Saturday. 
morning. It had a Kermit, uh, Miss Biggie, Fozzie, Animal, Scooter, Skeeter, Rolf, and Gonzo. Uh, Honeydew, Beaker, and Camilla also appeared. Bean Bunny, Stalder, and Sadler, and Waldorf. Also, Janice and Robin also appear. Yeah, let's see, production. This is all from Wikipedia. Oh, that's our main source for everything. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan in 84 was the third length Muppet film. As we said, uh, let's see. They turned the idea in a half hour cartoon program in order for 107 episodes. Uh, they used two different companies. Uh, in Japan and Korea. Uh, let's see, productions. Uh, uh, it was highly popular, ran in CBS, uh, the height of its popularity, ran in two or three episode blocks. Yeah, for, for, for brief run its second season, it became known as uh, Muppets, Babies, and uh, oh, there was another show that came after that, that, uh, like Little Muppet. Uh, um, platypus, and uh, oh, we even had to replace the garbage bell kids. That was, I guess, a show. Uh, relaunching popular cartoon characters as younger started a trend of uh, relaunching cartoon characters as babies. I mean, I definitely remember. I mean, I could sing you the the thing. I'll have to watch the new one. Uh, let's see. There's no announced plans of DVD releases, but I wonder if the old one is on Disney Junior. I mean, Disney Plus. Uh, so that's a Disney Plus, or that's the um, old one. Now, the other one just started in 2018, 2018, and it's computer animated on Disney Junior. It, it targeted children four to seven. It's a reboot. I don't know what that means. Uh, but it does have Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Animal. Also has Nanny uh, and uh, Summer Penguin. That's a new Muppet. Uh, second season came out this summer, so probably be in the thir- third season. Let's see what else we could use. Uh, uh, oh, Jenny Slate is uh, one of the voices. Wow, that's cool. That's real cool. I wonder what see who who she voices. Uh, Miss Nanny. Wow. I don't know. This is, I guess, a ABC. So this is an ABC one. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, it's cool that some of these people get to be, you know, on the Muppets. Uh, uh, let's see, Disney Junior. I don't know. We'll see if it, a season three. I would presume it would get, re, you know. Okay, speaking of the 80s, so there's a few shots of the Mandalorian kind of reaching his finger out towards baby. Oh, so cute. Uh, so it made me look up the movie E.T., which I thought I was going to look up last episode. I guess I didn't. It came out in 1982. And I don't know if people still watch E.T. I, I know I think my daughter watched it with her mom, but I, I, I'm always like, uh, I don't think, I mean, I've seen like clips of it, but I haven't seen the movie in a long time. And I guess I'd prefer to just see it as a whole movie. It was a science fiction movie about a kid who finds an extraterrestrial and learns to love. I mean, I think uh, 
uh, Drew Barrymore, Henry Thomas, Peter Coyote, D. Wallace, uh, Elliot's the kid, and E.T. is the uh, extraterrestrial. It was a, a Steven Spielberg movie produced by Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Universal and Amblin. It uh, cost, the budget was $10.5 million. It made seven ninety two. It got re-released in 1995 and 2002. I don't think I went and saw it in 2002. That's too bad. Uh, and it was the highest grossing film of all time until uh, Jurassic Park in 1993. It won't talk about the plot, uh, but, uh, you know, it's about phoning home. Call your mother already. That's what, just like with uh, the voice memos, I say. Call your mother. Uh, Carl Rimbaldi was the, uh, uh helped, uh, create E.T. and look, um, and Kathleen Kennedy, uh, helped to work on E.T.'s eyes, uh, the look of them. Uh, filming began in 81. It was filmed under cover name so that no one would, uh, try to copy the plots. Uh, Culver City is where a lot of it was shot. Uh, music, John Williams' music. Uh, I guess there was like a few different, uh, like one of the, like, I guess there's a famous script of like the E.T., E.T. 2 or whatever. And then there's the E.T. Ride, which one day we'll do an episode about. We probably should do that before the ride closes, huh? Uh, so I'll have to do that, uh. At some point, and uh, no, I'll phone home. But yeah, released. Uh, it was previewed in Houston because maybe that's where it take it takes place. Uh, and uh, it opened uh, with eleven million dollars, which is funny nowadays. Uh, it had the top spot, and then uh, it was a holiday re- season re-release. Uh, ended up surpassing Star Wars. Oh wow. Uh, it also had Reese's Pieces in there, which I think are awesome anyway. I didn't need E.T. to tell me that. Uh, though I don't think I had them. Gandhi won the Academy Award that year. Uh, so that's also interesting. Um, so just another movie. You, you could check it out. Uh, I guess there was a special edition, which is out of circulation, which was an extended version of the movie. There was an Atari game, considered one of the worst games ever made. It was in there, uh, was that the one that, uh, was that the game that's in the documentary? Yeah, then there's the attraction, $40 million uh, attraction that opened in 1990 in Universal Florida. So I'll go on that for everybody. Uh, there was a ET2, uh, though recently I heard there was another, uh, um, whatever, uh, sequel circulating. Okay. But that's ET. What about Bryce Canyon National Park? Uh, like, uh, it's famous for a couple things, I think, or maybe the other one, maybe this is Zion and Bryce, I'm getting mixed up, but Bryce Canyon, oh, which is display the same, not a Canyon, but, uh, a collection of giant natural amphitheaters. So maybe Zion's the one with the canyon that you got to walk through that's, like, really close. Uh, uh, but Bryce is uh, distinctive due to ge- geological structures called hoodoos formed by frost weathering 
It's really beautiful. Red, orange, and white colors of the rocks. Spectacular views. Uh, and, uh, oh, it sits at a much higher elevation than nearby Zion National Park. Um, it was settled by Mormon pioneers in the 1850s. Uh, it's in uh, Kane, Garfield and Kane County, Utah, in the Colorado Plateau Geographic Province. Yeah, it is very beautiful. I guess I was thinking that there's a, a hike. It must be a Zion, so <laughs> that you could go through, but you have to like re, you have to reserve it. I, I think you're used to. Uh, definitely something to check out. Uh, I guess they have a lodge. I, I think I went there. I don't remember going to any lodge or anything. I just remember going and looking at it. Uh, it's very beautiful. It has natural arches, something called Thor's Hammer, uh, extensive fir forests. Uh, you can go snowshoeing or horseback riding. Uh, so check it out. Then Cadbury Cream Egg. Uh, you probably talked about this on the podcast before. It's only been around since 1971. Here's the most interesting fact. It's at the end of the Wikipedia article. It says... Uh, where is it? Uh, some of the B.J. Novak, I really like this, that uh, B.J. Novak brought to attention, oh yeah, and Conan O'Brien in 2007, is that the Cadbury cream eggs have decreased in size, even though Cadbury states they're the same size. And it's pretty significant, five grams. So, uh, so that's one thing. Uh, it's a Cadbury cream egg. I think I used to always want one. Uh, and they were either too expensive or something for kids to have. Uh, then when I finally got one, I realized it, I didn't like it. But now I do like it. Like I probably only have like one every couple of years. Uh, it's a you know a dessert uh, chocolate shell with uh, fondant filling, and uh, it gets sold between New Year's and Easter in the UK at two hundred million uh, as in sales. Uh, in 2016, though, they uh, they stopped using dairy milk chocolate and used a cheaper sub substitute. Uh, so I don't know if they changed that decision. Uh, but, uh, you know, count me out, I guess. Uh, the Hershey makes them in the U.S. Uh, and Cadbury in the U.K., Cadbury Adams in Canada. Uh, Hershey's got the local rights here in the U.S., uh, uh, it was previously manufactured in New Zealand, uh, but now they're imported from the UK. So it's a little bit confusing. Uh, they were first manufactured by the Cadbury brothers in 1923, but the current form was introduced in 63. And they're usually sold individually. You've probably seen them. I mean, you know what they are, but... Uh, they were manufactured in Dundee from 1983 to 2009. Yeah, let's see. Manufacturing process, varieties. I want to find more about this. Oh, there's the change. Uh, oh, yeah. They replaced it with standard cocoa mixed chocolate uh, and reduced the packaging from six eggs to five uh, without lowering the price. And they said they think they lost $12 million in sales. Uh, so, yeah, and I'll link to it. There's a lot more about it, uh, but it just reminded me of that. 
And then the last thing is a uh, baby on board reminded me of the Simpsons episode with the Homer's barbershop quartet. Uh, it was season five, episode one. Uh, so it kicked off the season. It was 1993. Also has George Harrison and David Crosby in the episode. Uh, let's see. Written by Jeff Martin, directed by Mark Kirtland. It features the Barbershop Quartet with Homer, the B-Sharps, but it kind of follows the Beatles story, or parallels the Beatles story. Uh, Let's see, Bart, uh, oh, it's like it goes into the past, uh, and Homer's uh, Barbershop Quartet, uh, an album where he was nationally famous, him and the Barbershop Quartet, how they, you know, reached success and it all fell apart. Uh, and their number one hit was Baby on Board, uh, which is uh, like, it reminds me of, uh, so. One of the writers for The Simpsons suggested they create an episode based on a barbershop quartet as a parody of The Beatles. So Jeff Martin wrote it. Mark Kirkland, Kirkland, who's a big Beatles fan, directed the episode and made sure the references were accurate. Uh, uh, let's see. Animators liked creating the Beatles gags, enjoyed the music, uh, synchronized everything and, uh, with the animation and fell in love with it. Uh, a little bit inspired by the Beatles film Let It Be. Uh, let's see. Uh, B-Sharp singing voices were provided by the four members of the Damper Dan, so the barbershop quartet that used to be at Disneyland. I think they got replaced, unfortunately. Because uh, Martin had seen one of their performances and enjoyed it. Wow, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And the regular a- actors kind of provo- pro- provided backup. Uh, uh, George Harrison was the second Beatle to be in a Simpsons episode. Ringo Starr was in an earlier one. Uh, let's see. Uh, but it was a secret uh, that he was coming in even though, like, the creators did come to watch. Oh, I guess Matt Groening did not know it was a secret, though. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of effort. It's a really good episode. Uh, now you can watch that on the same. It's interesting. It wasn't on purpose, but you could watch it on Disney+. Plus. So that's funny. It's like, can we watch uh, this episode of The Simpsons, the first Muppet Babies, the second Muppet Babies, and... Mandalorian. I don't know about the first Muppet Babies. I will say something I've been watching random episodes of is uh, Gummy Bears, which was a kind of like a Smurfs knockoff that Disney made, but that I was always a big fan of. I don't know why. And I, I don't know why I preferred the Gummy Bears over the Smurfs. Uh, I'm trying to figure that out now by watching it. It wouldn't be, it's not interesting enough for me to watch an episode five times, so to do it as a podcast episode. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, so that's another thing to check out. Uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this, but, uh, that is on Disney plus. I was, I was letting, um, I went to a random season of, uh, what was the name of the show? Oh, Gummy Bears. Uh, there's another great theme song. So, uh, worth it for the theme song. If you're a Smurfs fan, watch it and, you know, decide it. I mean, it's very similar to the Smurfs. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what Peo had to say about it, but, uh, who knows? Or Papa Smurf. Um, but yeah, I guess cause there was less, maybe there's, it was just like, it's easy for me to, first of all, I guess I, 
a Papa Smurf and um, the one Smurf that was kind of antagonistic was that Brainy. I don't know. Papa Smurf was just too. I guess because I was, it was so my relationship with Catholicism was so complex that uh, Papa Smurf was too godlike for me. And then Brainy Smurf or whatever, whoever the Smurf was that wasn't nice, Judgy Smurf. Uh, I don't know, that one made me uncomfortable, too. And something about the gummy bear's makeup made me comfortable. And I think there was, like, a Christopher Robin vibe where there was a boy or something they, like, uh, hung out with. uh, And then they drank, like, juice and they could bounce everywhere, gummy bear juice. So it's a little bonus, a little bit about the gummy bears, but bouncing here and there. Uh, and a little bit of everywhere, because, you know, the Gummy Bears, the show, it was high adventure beyond compare. The name of the show was the Gummy Bears. Uh, good night, everybody. All right, I want to say thanks, thanks, and good night to Victoria, Abby, and Ashley. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Poppy, June, and Jessica. Thank you, thanks, and good night to Steve, Debbie, and Wade. Thanks, thanks, and good night to Michael, Chelsea, and Gab. Thank you, thanks, and good night to Melissa, Andrea, and Pangolin. Uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Brittany, Mark, and Emily. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Joelle, Chris, and Heather. Uh, thank you, thanks, and good night to Catherine, Allison, and Brad. Uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Naomi, Claudia, and Melissa. Uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Greg, Jenny, and Shaden. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Alexander, Nia, and Donna. Uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night to Melissa and Robin. And thanks, thanks, and good night to Joshua and Joe. Uh, Sleep With Me exists as a free podcast because the listeners that support the show uh, directly on Patreon uh, or through sponsors directly or by buying our merch or supporting the show, that's how we're able to give it to free for everybody or those people that are actually actively engaged. And the show grows from people just spreading the word about the show and letting people know about their honest experience. Uh, and speaking of people letting people know about podcasts, here's one from Night Vale Presents I want you to know about. All right, everybody, this is Scooter. This is uh, Weeks in Review. And uh, this is where I run through uh, my Weeks in Review stuff. Uh, what, what was on Sleep With Me Plus in the past month? Uh, and what you can expect to see on uh, in the public feed uh, too. Now I have uh, if you're if you if you sign up for Sleep with Me Plus or you're already signed up for Sleep with Me Plus, I highly recommend using a podcast app that allows search within the feeds, but using just one podcast app for um, Sleep with Me Plus content only. And then keeping your other podcasts, your daytime podcasts. In whatever app you use now, and I would just check out a couple podcast apps you could choose from on uh, Apple are uh, Overcasts, iCatcher, Pocket Casts, and on Android you could try out Pocket Casts or Podcast Addict. Uh, for this example, I have the only thing I have in the, my app is uh, the, uh, the I think this is the tent. I think this is the Boar Friends level. I have four podcasts, uh, the ad-free full episodes, the story-only episodes, and nothing in Sleeping Me Plus has ads except for the really old episodes in the archives. We got the story-only versions of the show, the all-intro, all-night versions of the show, and then the bonus episodes. So let's start with the bonus episodes, actually. 
So Saturday, a new Posty episode came out. It was uh, one that uh, Russell loved, and uh, uh, that came out. And that's in the bonus feed. You know, some people like listening to Posty Super Deluxe episodes during the day. Some people sleep to them. And, uh, yeah, so that one is in the bonus feed. And then it uh, looks like we got a bonus coming out for uh, Boar Besties and Boar Friends on Thursday of this week, which is April 15th when I'm recording this. Uh, and then we have uh, another Posty Super Deluxe came out uh, a couple weeks ago. That was a picnic lunch with Scooter. And that's in the bonus feed, and that makes just so much easier for those of you uh, that don't like automate your playlist or anything, just to kind of build and choose how you want to listen. That's popping the all intro, all night episodes. I know an all intro episode is coming out this Thursday. Uh, last Thursday was uh, Make Great Pets Season 1 Part 2, almost six hours. It's, uh, it's about the max length we can get and have a good file size. Uh, so that was like uh, seven episodes of Make Great Pets. Uh, April 3rd, all intro episode came out. Um, and then uh, we had uh, March's uh, bonus episodes. So there was another all intro episode. So that's in the all intro all night feed. And again, like so much easier, like these all intros. Uh, is that what everything that's in there? 277 episodes uh, split between all in- So if you love all intros, I bet 200 of those are all intros, maybe even more. And then in the store, both in the story only episode feed and then in the all ad free feed, let's run through the new episodes. Bring It On week started uh, last week. So we had uh, 1254 was our first watch along where I watched uh, a part, half, half of bring, the movie Bring It On. Wednesday uh, was 12.53, Ben Broughton, The Cran Rambler. That was one of those episodes that had an intro. They said I should make an episode based on this intro. Went to make an episode based on the intro, and it went in an even another direction of uh, what if there was an RPG game based on the movie Bring It On, which led me to figure out I never watched Bring It On. Let me learn more. Then I ended up watching Bring It On. Then April 7th was uh, our uh, Alba Savilix, uh, like, we're getting ready, uh, big announcement if I haven't made it anywhere. We're going to do three seasons of a crossover with Alba Salix. Uh so um, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, that, that's uh, something uh, we're looking forward to doing. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, episode one of that. Um or that was the one we did originally. Then uh, 1252 was uh, the finale of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, and episode 10. Uh, then uh, Multiplex 5, uh, Tiki Transistor Hut. That was a good one. 1250, one of my favorite episodes probably in the past few years, a Wildy Wonka tour that came out of like uh, some news articles about the experience. And I said, this has got to be an episode. And that will be a series. I mean, like a recurring thing. Uh, then uh, Great British Bake Off, uh, episode nine, Patissier. And Multiplex, episode four. And then we're back to our last audio news. So it's everything... Again, if you ever need support, support at supercast.com is there to help you. Though if you're listening to this episode, I'm assuming um, 
you're not like uh, you, you don't need support, but if you do, and the, and the other thing is like yeah, these uh, this is my main way to communicate. I learned this on Patreon. Most people just don't read their emails from Supercast or from me, or and most people aren't on our Discord or follow our social media, and so these uh, messages are how the majority of supporters get their information. I do do it in a sleepy voice because there's like, I put it in the, at the end of the free show too. But um, yeah, like uh, this is a kind of key way, but these episodes are easy to skip, especially if you're just using one podcast app, right? Uh, and building your playlists uh, from that podcast app. So yeah, thanks everybody for uh, supporting the show. Reach out if you have any feedback. Feedback at sleepingmepodcast.com. If you need support, support at uh, supercast.com. And uh, good night.